Hey guys, welcome back. Episode 18 coming at you. It's Kayla, and Christy, and Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined today by another wonderful, beautiful co worker who is from the parish. The parish. Yeah, old parish in the house last couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we're super excited. It's a good thing because y'all are good for our ratings and our <laughs> numbers, which we don't really care about, but. I mean, we kind of do today. We kind of do. (laughs) Because they shot shot up so much. Yeah. After Greta. Thanks, Greta. Thanks, Greta's friends. Yeah. Greta's awesome. To the parish. Yeah, she's quality human being right there. Totally. Yeah. So you've been listening pretty much since the get-go. I guess so, yeah. Every (laughs) episode. It's so funny whenever I listen to it in my car. I mean, I'm by myself and on the road all the time. But whenever I listen to it, I feel like I'm in the room with you. Yeah. So I want to contribute so badly to the conversation, <laughs> but I can't. I'm by myself. So especially the one about the music, you know, oh, yeah. I was dying. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Wait, but this one and then this one. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that then. But yeah, what have been some of your favorite songs? Well, the first one I thought about was from way back. I mean, I say way back. From my earliest memory in Texas, we lived in Texas. My dad was a coach and a teacher in Texas. So we lived there for the first six years of my life. So I remember my mom had a cassette tape in her car and we would listen to the Reality Bites soundtrack. You know, my, 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 Sharona. So good. But the first song on there, there's Stay by Lisa Lowe. Oh. And that's, I knew every word to that song at the age of four, five. Yeah. Anyway, that song was the first thing I thought of. Lisa Lowe. You have to see. Y'all have to find these tapes from that first time when we the first recording we talked about my little radio show but when we when I would do video recordings I did a Lisa Loeb stay music video I was I Lisa Loeb in front of the camera I was Lisa Loeb. <laughs> Megan Sebastian Terry remember this moment because we literally talked about it a few weeks ago and she was like yeah you remember Lisa Loeb stay when you did that video and you sang in front of the camera did you have glasses we did that too I don't remember but god that was just some good times Mm -hmm. such a good song Uh but anyway we didn't have a video camera I don't think growing up not that I can recall anyway uh -uh. yeah it was the best thing not that that kept me from acting yeah (laughs) or singing or telling jokes but I don't think we had a video camera Kind of, thank goodness, probably. <laughs> oh, we totally it's did. It's times. Play, like, like singer and act like you're a singer, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it in Vogue. Never gonna get it, never gonna get yes. it. Me and my three friends. Me, Megan, and Allison. Make they both listen. Yeah, they all listen. Oh, yeah, shout, shout out. out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but back to you, Brittany. Um, so, yeah, tell us. Okay, so y'all, you lived in Texas. What part of Texas? The first uh, six years? I think it was Ennis, Texas. Ennis. Yeah, I was born in Abilene, and then we lived in Ennis, which is very close to Dallas. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. For. Is there I an Addis, Texas, too? Say it again. Addis. Possibly. Ennis. I feel like I've been to Ennis, but I might be confusing it. E-N-N-I-S. Okay. okay. There's an Ennis... In Louisiana as well. Oh. In the parish, I think. Somewhere. Of course. I think I, maybe it's outside of the parish. It could be. Oh, it could be in a different parish. parish. But anyway, it's close. 
The parish is like the Bermuda Triangle. Like yeah. scientists need to study the magnetic pull <laughs> that so that true. parish has on people. Well, my husband is from the parish. I never even heard of the parish until I met Chris. But I remember it was like the first year we were dating and I was still in college. And he is a former and he needed a big tire, like a tractor tire. I'm mm-hmm. talking you need a huge trailer and it's yeah. a big ordeal. So he asked me to go with him to get this tire. He had to go all the way up to Arkansas. It was kind of by Tennessee a little bit, like six hours Dang. away. He asked me to ride with him. So I was like, okay. So we went. <laughs> all bright-eyed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So we went, and we were right there by Memphis. We decided to stay in Memphis the night just to make a trip out of it. Yeah. And before we left the hotel, he was like, I guarantee you, before <laughs> tonight we're going to meet someone connected to the parish. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, sure enough, uh-huh. we're at the BB King Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and the couple next to us, they've got cousins that are from the parish or oh, something. I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, everywhere you go, you meet somebody it's with a thread so back. True. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That thread is thick. Yeah. Okay, so after Texas, then what happened? Yeah, after Texas, mom and dad decided to go back to Bossier. That's where both of their parents were. Okay. All the all the families. So, um, or both sides is what I mean. So, we went back to Bossier, and that's where we grew up. At Bossier. Yeah, in Bossier. Yeah. So, kind of a big city girl marrying somebody from the parish. Bossier's not huge, but yes, I mean, compared to Cottonport, there's no red light or anything like that, so yeah, it's different, but... I've been spending a lot of time in Bossier. It's kind of my home away from home. Oh, yeah. 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 Where do you stay when you go? The Horseshoe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried Margaritaville once, and I got in a little bit of trouble over there, so I decided to go back to where some of the older crowd was, Uh Uh you know, just... Avoid. You they know, you're having a nice school stories. area. We oh, did have one time. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's fun. Mm. It's gorgeous. You think you're in a different, you think you're in Las yeah. Vegas. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Which I've never <laughs> even been to Las Vegas, but I would assume that it's a little like <laughs> One would assume. It one does. Country. It has all the cabanas and right. stuff. Right. It yeah, is. It's really nice. what I mean. Yeah. 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 Someone come in, comes and waits on you. It's nice. The so customer fun. service over there is pretty is. spectacular. Mm-hmm. One lady at the front desk. When she checked me in, I want to say this was well over a year ago, because I spent, since we've got had the nursing homes up there, I've been up there a lot. And one, I remember one lady checking me in, and um, she was just, I mean, she was phenomenal as far as eye contact and just making me feel super VIP. And um, about a week later, I got a card in the mail, and she had just written me a thank you card saying how much of a pleasure it was with the few minutes she got to spend with me checking me in. Wow. And that I had a great energy and she wished all the guests were like that. And this was in the midst of us doing customer service that. training yeah. class. I still have it. I keep it in my car. I brought it back to the hotel the next time I was there. And surprisingly, because I was going to ask for her. And... Sure enough, I looked at her and I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're Kim. And she said, yes. And I pulled out the note and I said, I I got this from you. And she goes, I can't believe, you know, she oh, was just, we were both just so tickled that's at, cool. you know, just yeah. that little interaction that we mm-hmm. had was really important to both of us. I think you, she could tell I was, I'd had a long day, a long trip. Yeah. Her job's not easy. I mean, hospitality mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. pleasant all the time for sure. 
And I said, do you guys do this to all your customers? She goes, oh, no, 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 no. That, like, you could t- this was not from the horseshoe. It didn't have a symbol of the horseshoe on it. Nothing. Oh, shy, baby. She so wrote she me a thank home. you note. Oh, yes. Aww. She probably had the worst day ever. And you literally walked in and were so nice and kind and compassionate and understanding because you had probably had a long day or long week, arguably. Well, that and we were in the, you know, we were in, I'm customer serviceville all yeah. the time. So. I'm always, I hate to say judging everybody else, but I know <laughs> but when we watch. have crappy days, just, yeah. you don't, you don't bring that you know what to look around for. with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, I just thought that was super cool. That so anyway, cool. that's just, that's where I go back because mm-hmm. that left such an impression oh, on me. Yeah. Like, that's home now, mm-hmm. you know, and she still works there. I still see her oh, once a week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, she hooks it up. Bojo's nice. got some nice people. Yeah. Up in North Louisiana, I feel like even going on visits. So I do marketing for Therapy Center, and we go around everywhere. Is people are so nice, but there's just something I don't know. Mm-hmm. Remember when we went north and we were both pregnant at the same time, uh-huh. and everyone was so nice. Yeah. Just come in, please. Yes. And I mean. You don't get Street that court? everywhere. No. <laughs> but no. I find it's always kind of like that whenever I go up. Yeah. Not all, not everywhere, but most, most places. places. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're pregnant. I mean, people are just... We we laughed that we were going to get fake baby bumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got it. Would let us, <laughs> we have to cold call. So we were like, shoot. That gives me Let's make up. this look real stressful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted to talk about. We fun. know you do. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So it, nice. It's it's such a good conversation starter. It really is. You know, unless yeah. somebody tells you something like, "Go, you're huge. You you're so huge." It's so true. And you're like, okay. Uh-huh. You yeah. know what comes with this big belly? Hormones. I'm about to yeah. punch you. In the yeah. Head. No kidding. <laughs> Just, and, and get away with it. I am you, a yes. raw, naked nerd. Don't <laughs> yeah. even play with me today. Yeah. Just so y'all know, Brittany's pregnant again for her second child. Yes. And is due February twenty second. Yes. Oh, so soon. So yeah. I know it. It's getting well, really close. A little more than a month away. Yeah. Yeah. A little more than a month away. Mm-hmm. So, so actually, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, go. But uh, while we were talking about your job as a marketer for uh-huh. the company, I actually had written this down earlier because I was just trying to think of fun questions to ask um, for this, you know, for the session today. What would what, what would your parents describe your job as? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm an open book, so they probably know it front and back. <laughs> Do they? You know, probably because yeah. I just talk so much. They probably say that I go, you know, to a bunch of doctors' offices and hospitals and talk about therapy. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they know. They, they would know. know. You talk to them a lot. Yeah. yeah, you've seen those little memes or gifs, gifs, whatever they're called online probably more of a meme, um, where it says, you know, what my friends think I do, what my yeah. family thinks I do, what yes. the internet thinks I do, what I actually uh, do, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. So I'd be oh, yeah. curious to see. I, I spent a, a good amount of time at my mama's last week um, just hanging with her and worked from her house during the day and throughout the night and early the next morning, and we're in the midst of an acquisition, so I was literally on the phone the entire time mm-hmm. I was there. And so she got to see firsthand and hear firsthand every conversation I have, yeah. whether it's with a coworker or a potential coworker, anything, a boss, anything. And I remember before I left the next day or while we were sitting having coffee, she goes, D- 
do your bosses know what you do for a living? <laughs> I started dying laughing. I'm like, well, yeah, they sign my paychecks, you know? And she says, no, but do they ever get to witness it? And I was like, oh, probably not at the extent you just did. And this is, you know, this isn't every day, all yeah. day. But in, in this this particular instance, it really literally was back to back to back to back to back phone calls. Um, probably from two in the afternoon until nine o'clock the night that night and then started again at seven o'clock the next morning until noon literally back to back to back and if I'm trying to do something like fix a cup of coffee or whatever I'll put it on speaker and I'll shove it in my shoulder and I'm walking and talking and so she can hear you know (laughs) she could hear everything and she was just really blown away at at what I did and so I don't think before that she would have been able to describe my job except that she travels a lot and she talks to people but it's funny because I'm like I'm thinking as y'all are talking and I don't think I even talk to my family about work like we don't when we go for lunch or dinner or whatever like we don't talk about work the only time I may talk about it is if I'm asking my dad who's in the industry like questions about certain doctors or you know whatever it may be but I think, like, I don't even talk to my friends really about what I do. Well, I think it's one yeah. of those weird things that, like, why? why? Do you? Okay. You do, because you're always on the road. I'm huh? always on the road and talking to people while on the road. Now, I might just say, I'm on the road doing visits. I don't really go into it yeah. and talk about what I'm talking about, what I'm yeah. doing, actually. I just say I'm on the road. So they all think I'm just on the road all the time. Yeah. But uh, I have to detour because I'm yeah. laughing. Okay, this made me think of it. <laughs> so my parents could probably tell you what I do. My husband, on the <laughs> other hand. Okay, so I'm on Facebook the other day. And you know when you scroll through Facebook, you see those random questionnaires that people will post and one I saw, we were in the living room, and I saw it was, like, just a bunch of random questions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've told you this already. So sorry to repeat myself. Yeah. But it's so funny. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I so, can't wait to hear it again. And let me back up. I'm the worst storyteller. So I am all up in the Enneagram. I think it's yes. so interesting. Yeah. So, of course, every quiz I do, I make Chris do the true yeah. colors at work. I yeah. make Chris take the true colors. Like, <laughs> he has taken more quizzes, more thing. That's so out of his wheelhouse. But he puts up with me and he does it. I love so. it, though. But, yeah. So, anyway, he's very... He's, he's a good sport. He is a good Shout sport. Shout out, Chris. He is. So, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm looking at these questions. And uh, for those of you that, that don't know the Enneagram, they're numbers. One mm-hmm. through nine. And then the true colors, obviously, are different colors. Well, this random questionnaire that I saw, it was... Uh, um, just questions like, what do I do when you're not here? What is my favorite color? What's my oh, favorite yeah. restaurant? Just yeah. silly. So I just, and the thing above it says, ask your husband these questions. It's so funny to hear their answers. So I just randomly was like, Chris, what's my favorite restaurant? And he was like, oh, tsunami. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, uh, what do I do? What do I do when you're not here? Lay in the bathtub. 
I'm uh, like, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> you really think we have a two and a half year old? It is very active. God bless him. So I am not laying in, in the, the bathtub. bathtub. I get like ten minutes a night, yeah, to myself in the bathtub before they both of them bust the door. <laughs> so I mean, like, I'm like, I'm eight months pregnant. Yeah, I'd like to lay in the bath every now and then for ten minutes. But come uh. on. That is so funny. It made me laugh. So then I finished the questionnaire and he goes, all right, well, what number am I? <laughs> what color am I? What animal What's am I? What's that mean I about me? I know what color I am. I know what number I am. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. That's funny. Yes. I love it. Shy, he just knew it was coming. Yeah, he was like, all right, well, what does that mean? Yeah. What number am I? What does that mean about me? me? Yeah. What oh, now? Hilarious. Oh, it made me laugh. <laughs> So he doesn't know what you do for a living. I mean, I don't, it'd be very interesting to hear his answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, (laughs) probably because I don't have kids or much of a love life that that's really all, uh, I mean, my mom asks me about work all the time. Yeah. Never really in detail, but I think she just got to see so much of it Mm -hmm. last week that she was very intrigued Mm -hmm. with, whoa, 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 this is what you have to do for a living? Yeah. I mean, I was getting beat up on the phone, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Otherwise, I don't really go into detail about work at all because I hate to bring that home. No offense. I love my job, but that's work is work and, you know, life outside of work Mm -hmm. is life outside of work. My worlds collide sometimes, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if I can help it, I try not to... You know, I need a break from that yeah. that madness sometimes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's funny because the job you did before mm-hmm. was broadcast journalism. Yes. So you were on TV. So yes. people saw what you did every night. Yeah. You but, were doing. But you would think that, but there's so much more that so, goes right, into so it. Right, so much more. Right. That goes into it. Right. And the, I, I was at a local station in Lafayette, and I was the only reporter in Lafayette. So whereas other stations had you know, 10 reporters working on a story, mm-hmm. you know, for the five o'clock news, they'd have 10 stories for the five o'clock news. I was the only reporter. So I had to at least have four a day. So that's finding interviews, finding the stories, number one, finding the people that will actually do an interview, go film it, interview, go back, write the story, do a stand up. I mean, it was, it was yes. intense. Turn it in yeah. by five. It was, but it taught me so much thinking mm-hmm. back on it. I mean, I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad that I have that experience because, yeah, it taught me so much. What's the can... biggest lesson you learned from that job? What's the biggest lesson? Like life lesson or just. Such a good question. Oh, I want to take this little nugget and move. Uh, hard work. For sure. I was about to say, I would imagine that takes some serious discipline, discipline, hard work. Um, I'm trying to think just hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And cause you're thrown to the wolves. I remember my first day coming home and I was pet. They were like, you need to look, you need to watch the, you know, the newscast and watch yourself, you know? It was so hard. It was so hard to watch myself. And I I did it maybe three times and said I did it a lot more, but I just couldn't do it. It was awful for me. I very, very rarely, not that this is even almost comparable, go back and listen to our podcast. Well, that's the thing. And it's not 
because I'm oh, no. not interested. Yeah. It's more like, oh, I was there and I'm, you know, it's yeah. just, I just want to listen to other podcasts because mm-hmm. I was here for this. But you listen to I listen all of them, don't you? Sometimes multiple. Because I, I feel like, like you, it's made me a better listener. Mm-hmm. But there's still an element for me that I get um, distracted in my own thoughts or trying to think ahead of, like, where we're talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. That I miss stuff. And so when I go back and listen, it's like, especially things you say. Because in the moment, I feel like I'm, like I'm telling a story. Like, for instance, the Christmas episode. I was all up in my feelings. I was in the rabbit hole, and you were totally out of the rabbit hole. And you were like, <laughs> I don't understand why you're in the rabbit hole. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Kaylee, get in the rabbit hole with me. But you were making comments from outside the rabbit hole that I didn't get at, at the, the moment. Time. But when I listen back, I'm like, yes, I get it. So I listen to all of them again because I always catch on to things that either I say or you say, and it makes me think more. Mm-hmm. So I love listening back to That's it. I need to do I that. Totally and like Greta that. said too, Greta was like, I was so scared to listen. They gave this coon ass a microphone. Like, <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> and even she said it, and I feel the same. It's like, sometimes you feel like you're a blabbering idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely words that I don't say as well listening back. Like, literally, I say it all the time. The word literally, but I cannot pronounce it correctly, and it drives me crazy. I've never found that. But listening back, I feel like there's so much. I'm like, I don't sound half that bad. And Greta said the same thing. So I think it's something about when you're talking, Mm -hmm. you're trying not to think about what you're saying Mm -hmm. because you're talking. And when you go back and listen, you learn. I learned something every episode, even though I was here recording it. Yeah. It's really a cool experience. I probably do need to. There's been a couple of episodes that I've gone back and listened to looking for messages in the episode. Um, But I think subconsciously that's me not wanting to, that's me avoiding Mm -hmm. critiquing myself. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think that's Mm -hmm. probably first and foremost what it is. I just don't want to, not that I think I'm going to be a pain in my ear holes, but I... I don't want to get caught up in it yeah. and, and, and get in a rabbit hole yeah, of, of totally get that. critiquing myself. So it's avoidance. I mean, it's not a good thing, but mm-hmm. I just, I very rarely go back and listen. Only a couple episodes. But I'm enlightened now. You know, my perspective yeah. of it was just completely changed. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably go back and, and listen from the get-go, to be well, honest with cool you. that's cool that you can even yeah. say that, you know? Yeah. You oh, no, recognize. I'm very aware. Of, yeah. I'm very aware of what I avoid in yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, that's me too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, I have no gosh. shame talking about it. There's all kinds of stuff I avoid just uh-huh. because I'm like, mm-hmm, Are you wanna, a nine? I don't want to feel, I'm not going to allow She's myself She's, okay. to feel my sister's a seven. bad. If I know I can avoid feeling yeah. a certain way, I will go out of my way to avoid feeling a certain way like especially rabbit holes keep moving on which is why I'm always like you're always like why are you in another rabbit hole (laughs) it's so easy to do it's so easy I just have way too much more like I I have so much stuff I want to do and accomplish that if if avoiding feeling bad or avoiding a rabbit hole is what's going to get me to get more stuff done, then I'm going to do that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether that's with friendships or, you know, there's certain people in your life that don't, don't necessarily make you feel at your best or mm-hmm. they make you question yourself or, yeah. or your worth sometimes mm-hmm. and not on purpose, but just on yeah. accident. 
I will avoid those people. I will yeah. avoid spending time with those people. But I think people. that's smart, though. It, oh, it totally like, is. You have to know yourself because it's not always the other person. But sometimes but I am that person, which is why I don't uh, go back and well, listen to it. <laughs> well, I think it's all about self-awareness. It is. Yeah. I'm, you know I'm annoying. I know oh, that. Stop. I don't know. I mean, we all are. In our, we in all our have right. our... Yeah. yeah. I annoy myself sometimes. I'm, I'm open to... I annoy myself all the time. Yeah, me too. It's the self-critic. <laughs> the self-critic. Self-critic is yeah. always whispering. Yes. yes. Always. It's our See, egos. You know, my, but I'll be honest, like the biggest voice that I have to shush in the back of my head. So I am just super blessed. Our life is, especially compared to the bad things that can ha- that do happen, I mean, we are just abundantly blessed and I know that. So that voice in the back of my head is waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah. Like there's no way that it could be this perfect and our life could be this amazing. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And that's no way to live. It's not. Mm. So that's anxiety. I yeah. I was lit. Like I had this conversation with Father Michael this week because I'm like, I could not get out of the rabbit hole after Christmas. Mm-hmm. There is something that triggers me when something ends that breeds anxiety. I, can, I understand that. And I the faith, the kids. Yes. I think that's why I'm constantly in this, like, what feels like a cyclone of anxiety is like it'll go away, and then something will happen where Emmy moves on to third grade, or Evelyn's out of the baby bed, or whatever mm-hmm. it is that it re-triggers an end to something. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want anything to end. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be alone. So anyway, I was explaining this to him because I'm like, I just need somebody to tell me to get out of the hole. And he was like, or how? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do I get out? How do I stop myself from feeding on those thoughts? Because I know that they're there. I just don't know how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And he was like, there's definitely a way. He's like, you probably need to go back to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> if I could get like, a, yeah, but it's so true. It's something so simple. Mm-hmm. I think I've been trying so many things, reading this book, reading that book, praying the rosary, doing, and all those things are great. Yeah, but if I don't find the root of where that came from, I'm never going to get rid of it. And so I'm actually kind of excited. I want to go back to therapy and I want to figure out what is it that happened or what is it in me that freaks out when something ends totally and why do I get that feeling I'm totally meeting you where you are right now because I feel like where I am I'm I'm in I mean a different place but so I'm about to have this baby and I remember when I had trip and Mm -hmm. what a crazy roller coaster that was for me emotionally physically Mm -hmm. every kind of way imaginable and I don't want to be as crazy yeah this go round yeah. and I f- already feel my hormones being created. Mm-hmm. I'm a naked nerve now. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I almost want, I want to live in therapist yeah. in Cottonport <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to keep me sane. Yeah. That, and yeah. it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. So before we started this, so any kind of, you know, if I have any kind of conflict or argument, and look, I avoid that like the plague. Mm-hmm. I hate conflict. Yeah. I hate anything like that. But, I mean, life is yeah. going to happen. And I was listening to this podcast. My my initial, when something like that happens, if I am in a conflict or whatever, my gut instinct is to call a friend or yeah. 
whomever mm-hmm. and just get it off my chest. Yeah. I need to talk through it. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, and I need someone to be an ear and listen yeah. to me. And I feel like often it turns into this venting session and I don't want that. I'm trying to be better. I don't want to just vent all the time and, and sound negative because like I said, I'm yeah. so blessed. But I need like an ear. Yeah. So a therapist yeah. would come in handy to be like, look, girl, you yeah. need to be aware of what you're doing and where this is coming from because you're getting triggered by something. Yeah. You know? It's But it's healthy and that creates awareness. Yeah. But I, you have called me before and I don't consider anything that you do to I be I try negative. not to. I try not to. I think to. it's some people just need to talk it out. I need to talk it and out. And if you're not calling someone to gossip or to further the negativity, Mm -hmm. then there's nothing wrong with getting it out. Yeah. In your safe spaces, with your safe people. Right. To me, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, That that podcast I was listening to today um, was talking about godless chatter and how Mm -hmm. if you participate in godless chatter, it pulls you further and further away from Mm -hmm. God, you know? So try to cut that out. Sing it. (laughs) But, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in it, especially when you're super frustrated and I can't believe he did this and why did he say that? But, yeah, I mean, I could spiral. Yeah. But it's just being aware of, Mm -hmm. okay, Brittany, you are all caught up in every kind of emotion right now. (laughs) You need to dial it down and, and just calm down. But yeah, a therapist, mm-hmm. I, like if I could start it now yeah. and then have a therapist through yeah, that'd be so having smart. the baby, I know, if I could find one in a false parish, shout out. I, I Somebody message us. <laughs> I was about to say, you can do phone yeah, and Skype. I, Skype and I guess I could call yeah. Christy. <laughs> call Christy Swear. Yeah. 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 She's awesome. She is awesome. Oh, we need to get her on here, too. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. She's the best. By the way, she's a Christian counselor in Lafayette off of Pinhook Road. Yeah, Shout she's out. the jam. <laughs> she is. Um, my, for me, I uh, lately, I think, when I'm feeling an- anxiety or, or experience some kind of conflict, I've all late, lately, and I'm going to say lately, like within the last two years-ish, I've, I've been getting really good at this, at least I think I am, and my therapist thinks I am, so tap, 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 <laughs> tap on back, is before I call anybody or before I even bring it to her in a session, because now our sessions are so few and far between, which is awesome, and that's kind of because she was just like, you don't need to do this anymore, you don't need to pay me once a week, um, is that... I stop and I question, I take myself out of the situation and say, okay, if somebody else was in this situation calling and asking me for advice what would I tell them because I just need to say that to myself yeah, right now yeah I get and that. so I've gotten really good at that and I don't know if it's just a product of being alone and you know living alone and I don't, don't I try not to dump any of that kind of crap on my parents or my mom or any of my friends because in my mind they have their own stuff going on that I don't I don't feel the need to unload it on somebody. And if I can work through it myself, Mm -hmm. I feel really, really empowered after the fact. Mm -hmm. I can calm myself down. I feel real good about Mm -hmm. that. Like, I feel really strong after I can calm myself down. So I I would suggest even trying that um, and talking about anxiety. You know, I read something popped up on my internet scrolls about anxiety being 
basically a conspiracy theory you make up about yourself and your life. What? Yeah. It's, you know, conspiracy theorists, people uh-huh. who just come up oh, with these I crazy stories. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're, that's yeah. what any of our anxiety oh. is. Mm-hmm. We're making up conspiracy theories about ourselves. Yeah. And so instead of anticipating all the struggle you mm-hmm. had in the roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. why don't you start anticipating the fact that you already know you're going to get through whatever you feel because you've right. already been there. Right. And since you've already conquered it once, like, <laughs> okay, monster, come back and get me because I already know how to conquer you kind of thing. Yeah. Let that be what you anticipate. I'm hoping it's easier this go round. Yeah. Just I know the rabbit hole. I, re- I remember being so thick into it and then being in a voil's. In I mean, just like where we live, I wasn't around a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the the feeling alone, like you and Greta were talking about, kind of that that isolation. Right. Right. Well, and I know that's way easier for me to say than it is for anybody to do because I've never been in that situation before. But I think that kind of holds true for any anxiety Mm -hmm. that we have. I think so too. I you know I tell myself that when. I'm dating or, and I start to have real feelings for somebody. Oh, well, my gosh, my heart's going to get broken. Oh, well, guess what, girlfriend? Your heart's already been broken and you're fine and you're yeah. going to be fine when it happens again. Yeah. And so those kinds of things, you just, you know, you just tell yourself right. that, look, I already <sighs> conquered that monster. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a Nintendo game. Like how many times are you going to be Bowser? Oh, a million times. <laughs> I already know the one to punch. So just keep that yeah. in your pocket. You already know how to conquer it. Yeah, I know. You know, and you and know was, God's gonna walk with you through it. Right. Like, and I think you will be better the second time around because, like we said, you know, there's a light. You know, you're just better able to handle it because you've already walked through right. it, and you can remember the times and the people God put in your path, mm-hmm. and He's gonna do it again. Right. You're right. I have to tell myself that too, uh-huh. but I still have anxiety, but it helps, right. you know? It does help. Totally. And I didn't realize it until, okay, you know, Brene Brown. Oh girl. She yeah. has a, well, you <laughs> told me about her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let me be honest. <laughs> God put Christy in my life for a reason. Same my mom has said it me. so many oh, times. Agree. Yeah. Um, but okay. So you got me on to Brene Brown mm-hmm. and then I saw, have you seen her Netflix special? I saw some of it, but she started a podcast. Have you seen no. it? No. Yeah. I'm going to have to look yeah, that up. Yeah, she just launched it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Brene Brown, Oprah, Lisa Turkhurst, yeah. they all are on this level mm-hmm. with me. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my God, the yes. she, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's your little army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So, it, I didn't realize that people... It, it helped me know that other people feel this way. She said, have you ever, as a mom, laid your child down in the crib and looked mm-hmm. at them sleeping and just thought, oh, wow, how amazing this gift is and this child is and thank God for this blessing. And then in that same moment, picture the worst thing ever happening to them. Yeah. And I'm like, so yeah. that's not me. Yeah. Like, that's not just me. Yeah. That happened. Like, oh my gosh, that happened. Other people think crazy things like I think. Yeah. It was it's not, true. It, it was nice to know that it's not just me being cuckoo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's every single mom. I guess. So. <laughs> Who was it? Was it in the podcast or was it me talking to somebody else that said that it's called love? Yeah. Who was that? Was that it you? was one. 
Yes, we talked about it. It was one of the podcasts we listened. I think it was the Kate Hudson podcast I'm with uh, Dr. Shafali. Yeah, Dr. Shafali. She said that. She's like, yeah. that's just what love that's is. That's love. Yeah. When you love something so much. Yeah. And then you snap out and you think, oh well, what gosh. if I lose it? Right. But that's the snap out part of it. You know, to me, yes, loving and adoring something, like when you put your child down in a crib and just like you can't, it's so overwhelming it was totally Kate Hudson because she yeah. was just like and yeah. then we die yeah that you just feel this overwhelming unexplainable mm-hmm. joy and love for something I, I'm not trying to argue with the doctor but when that when you snap out of that that is Satan snapping you out of that like that's the devil snapping mm-hmm. you out of that wonderful mm-hmm. overwhelming you can't even believe a godly feeling that you're mm-hmm. feeling for this little human being and it's yeah. our ego or the devil or whatever you want to call it that that's what snaps yeah. us out of it i think so too imagine if we just always all looked at one another and our children and our friends and our family with that adoring those those eyes and that emotion mm-hmm. that the lord feels for all of us all the time he doesn't ever let ego or Satan yeah. or whatever come and snap him out. I think of that's that. what heaven's gonna be, though. Yeah. yeah, I think that's our human nature. You know. Yeah. yeah. I think that that is what, in some way, the story in the Garden of Eden is. You know, it's like yeah. you have everything you want, but then you question whether you deserve it, or if it could be better, or like all of those things. It's but our what's sin making you question. And, this, and you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It comes from what's stopping devil. you from this life being like what's stopping us from making this moment in this life heaven for us right now because we're not in heaven but we don't but we could but we could be because we really don't even i mean i'm not going to go down that little deep rabbit hole but this this could just be a test you know however much you put into this life and this moment and our time on this planet maybe this is a reflection of what heaven may be I mean we just don't know you know so that's kind of that unknown thing and yes I want to believe that I'm going to be sitting on a fluffy cloud looking down like I know what my heaven I feel like my heaven looks like but I do feel like our time on this planet is a challenge for us to reflect what we think heaven's going to look like Mm -hmm. and we need to fight that ego and that devil all the time every day almost pretend like it doesn't even exist and live in such bliss and, and blind happiness and love for one another, even through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because I, I think that's what Christ would do. Yeah, it you know, is. And, it, and those are the stories that you read in the Bible. Those, yeah. you know, those are, That's how we all, that's what we grew up learning in Christianity was that no, no, no sin, no thing, no, no entity got in his way. Except for his father calling him home to save all of us. But we can, we can yeah. equally sit here and just try to live our lives that way in every single moment and we just move too fast yeah. and we live too fast yeah. and, and and I think so, that's that's why we all love each other so much is because I think we want that peace mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, want to mm-hmm. live that way and we feel that calling and I think that's what we're here like that's what we're doing is trying to figure out with my life experience my age my children my husband my unique circumstances how do I walk and get there? Because it's going to look different from you, from you, from right. you. We all want that. But I think it's, this is us trying to figure that out, you yeah. know? Oh, so yeah. I read something or I heard this, I can't remember, but it was one of the first things that I ever journaled because it was such an aha moment for me. 
So it talks, I can't remember, like I said, if I read it or heard it, but it talks about how the Bible starts in the perfect garden of Eden Mm -hmm. and it ends in revelation in a perfect garden. And right Uh now we're in the middle Mm -hmm. and how the things, no matter what, are never going to be perfect in the Mm -hmm. middle garden before we get to that perfect place and that, you know, situations and bad things are definitely going to happen but just look at it try to look at it through a lens of situations are lessons for us to learn and it's God allowing us to endure these things to make us form us into the people that he wants us to become Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that was just such an aha moment for me I love like the story of um in Genesis of the brother what's his name Joseph? Is it Joseph? The one that gets um, sold into slavery? Yes, sold into slavery, and then he is accused of having an affair with his master's wife, but he didn't. And then he's thrown in jail for years, and then he becomes this amazing ruler, but he would have never been the great ruler that yeah. he was if it had not been for everything that he had to endure. Yeah. So that, I love that story. Mm-hmm. And there, I feel like there, that's a common theme throughout the Bible. Yeah. You know, like these struggles that we're going through, it's just molding us into yeah. the people that God wants us to become. Lisa Turkers talked about it this morning in that podcast I was listening to how, you know, I know you like to say bent, she was talking about being broken and like you know being broken down and then built back up into the christians that god wants us to be Mm -hmm. it was just i don't know eye-opening it was an aha moment and then back to what you were saying about um processing things yourself she was talking about how her husband like if they're in an argument and it's getting heated he just doesn't say anything and he goes in the room and then he talks it out with God. And he can stay there for however long. And she said, and he's talking about me, and I hear him <laughs> <laughs> talking about me to God. But then he gets to a place where he's forgiving and kind mm-hmm. and compassionate and can, like, return to the argument and be like, look, you know, with yeah. a level head. Yeah. That's smart. Right. You know? It's so, it's so hard easy to do. To just... Right. Oh, because you feel so right in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's those days feels. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, like I'm the most there. immature person on the planet, but I like to think that that's what I'm doing. That it is. It's not yeah. me and my own wheels turning. It's it's you know Jesus is in my heart mm-hmm. and my head when I'm working so, through that kind of stuff. I'm intrigued by what you're saying. So are you are you kind of talking the language of um, Paul, like when he was in prison and he talks about how his greatest trials are his biggest blessings and like be happy and no matter what like mm. you're not saying that life should we should feel like life is perfect or oh, we no, should no. feel life like life sucks it's like messy. we could avoid it's sad it's you just you're trying to say like find the it, light in yeah. every situation and look paul's probably my favorite yeah. of all time yeah because of everything you just yeah. said and um i don't know if we talked about this on a previous episode or if it's just back porch conversation that I've had with my friends but I but I talk about being an empath all the time and feeling totally. things mm-hmm. for myself and everybody else's mm-hmm. feelings and how strong that is sometimes for me and even stronger for other people 
on the planet and and some of my friends are very much that way and I think it's I asked one of them one time you know why do you think this exists you know why do you think people feel what they feel and why are empaths especially really strong ones that strong and that fierce with that that you know empathy you know why why is it so heavy and and where and how do you get to that point and and she said from all from tragedy from tribulations from just having to deal with so much negative or heartbreaking or whatever in your life that the more crap you go through the more if you allow yourself to be mm-hmm. that way to feel what Jesus would feel or what the Lord yeah, is feeling that's what I was going to say that it's but you have to be able to find the light in all the stress mm-hmm. you have to find the light in the anxiety and that's why I'm like stop looking at it in anticipation of what you mm-hmm. already went through and, and start looking at it as like oh I already won this like I already know I can do this yeah. you know and that's how you go into things and when we were talking about death last week and just all these really awful things um, addiction and and um, and death and and heartache and and pain and stress and just every little bit of it makes you tougher if you let it and yeah. every little bit of it makes you softer if you let it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you just have to f- just get out of the moment and take yourself out of the situation and, and be like okay all right well it was WWJG. Those were JD. Yeah. Those were those bracelets for a really long time for a reason. Mm-hmm. How would Jesus react? How would yeah. he take this? What would he do in this moment? Yeah. And being able to pause and think about that, and why why your loved ones are called home, or why or why your sisters or your husbands or your friends are struggling with any any type of addiction or heartache or whatever, and learning from it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point yeah. of it, right? I totally and that's why agree. Paul was so powerful in 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 the book because he he took those um, he took advantage of those situations, you know. Even yeah. in the darkest, darkest, darkest of times, look for the light, and if you can't find it, be the light. Yeah, I totally related to you. It was the it was Greta's episode. You said how you when you walk into a room, you take in everyone's feelings in the room I totally relate to that I can walk into a room and feel if if say you two were having an argument and I walked in here I could feel it I can I can literally feel it in my gut mm-hmm. whatever whatever it may be happiness sad if I hear a sad story if someone's telling me something mm-hmm. bad that happened I feel like I am you like yeah. I, I feel it to my core I feel it it's so crazy. I just totally relate. I totally relate. I can't even watch the news. I, no. I, I've told you that countless times. Yeah, me either. It it is terrible to mm-hmm. watch when I, or, or to hear about the awful things going on because I just put myself in that situation, and I'll spiral. Mm-hmm. I, I have too, to avoid yeah. it. I don't consider myself an empath per se, but I <clears> do <throat> feel like I look at those situations and instantly think what would how would that feel Mm -hmm. if I were in that situation which is okay sometimes but for the most part causes more anxiety Mm -hmm. you know and so I think my thing for that is like that's why I try to fix things Mm -hmm. like you reframe things you're like but don't think that think this which is awesome that's a don't say broken say bent 
And right. it, that's exactly what I told her last week. Right. It was like, I need that. Mm-hmm. Because even Father Michael, like I'm writing this stuff for the book. And he's like, don't say spiritual discipline. Because discipline that's not, is going to turn people word. off. Right. They're going to think I'm failing. And like he, he hones in on those things like you do. That to me, it's because I use that language with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm always just like my own boss and like tell myself what to do and I'm gonna whatever you know (laughs) like none of that bothers me I'm broken like I'll say it but I think I need more of that reframing so I think we we address that empathy and we address those feelings differently based on how God made us Mm -hmm. you know and for some people it's avoidance and some people it's reframing and some people it's busyness and some people it's those negative things and then for some people it's the positives of what you guys have because y'all are blue in your dominant colors mm-hmm. y'all instantly can get in that place with that person mm-hmm. whereas I'm just going to try to fix it because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel it like to relate to what you say yeah. you know because yeah, I'm already I mean, feeling enough yeah you know yeah, yeah every the reframing part of it in um the way I react to devastation or stress or whatever is that I mean that is part of my temperament as an orange is just to um to make heavy situations light yeah you know and just to I mean basically orange people just really don't stress out yeah at all because it's gonna be okay yeah it just is Mm -hmm. um but the only reason I can stand behind that so bad is because I've got somebody behind me you know like it's just it's so out of our hands and that's why for gold people who do need to control things we don't have any control over we don't it's an illusion we can control is the way we react and respond and love one another that's literally it everything else is completely out of our hands and so but all those things make us need god like, mm-hmm. if I'm truly trying to walk authentically to try to be more like Jesus, which is my goal, mm-hmm. I need a Savior. Like, I need a Savior every single minute of every single day. Because if I don't, I'm going to screw it up. Like, I'm just going to go with my ego or what what feels good or, like, all of those things. And so I think that our walks in that and our weaknesses are what make us search for him. They're what make us say, I don't want to live it this way this time. I want to do it differently. So I'm going to call a therapist Mm -hmm. this time. Or so I'm going to talk it out with God first. Mm -hmm. Like it's those things that give us that motivation to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And do it more maturely. And do it more intentionally. And ask for help. And not just try to get at it on our own accord. Yeah, that's a struggle. Uh-huh. I always had, I always thought I had a very good relationship with God, and then I had a baby, and I was brought to my knees, mm-hmm. and now I feel like I'm, so, I've grown so much. You have since, and not. To, I am still a work in progress. Bless my heart. I have all these issues, and I have my moments. Lord knows, but I feel like. Man, I've just come such a long way yeah. from where I was. I was a lot more orange before oh, yeah, I were. had trip. And when I had yeah, trip, yeah, I, I got the controlling the mama. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm just I need not controlling, but just like I need routine. Mm-hmm. I need um structure, structure, structure. routine. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's because my mom's gold and she probably raised me like we eat dinner at 5.30 and then, or I cook dinner, then we eat, then we take baths, well, then we Well, babies require first. schedules. Kids totally. have to have schedules. Yeah, and I, I, I need it as a mom. I yeah. feel like that's what helps me tick. But, um, but yeah, it's so crazy that just <laughs> thinking about me in college and the evolution of it all. I feel like I've just totally <laughs> taken a, a one eighty. The higher the hair, the closer to God. I know. Well, that's, I'm from Bozier Parish. Okay, that and leopard print. God. <laughs> I remember you saying that one of the first times we met. Um, the higher the hair, the bigger the bow, the closer to the Lord. You the higher the hair, the closer lines. to yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. So sweet. Yeah. So cute. It's true. But I think that. There's different seasons in our life yes. for the reasons that God wants to form us in all of those areas. You know, like your job now is a mom, so you're going to pull on that side of your temperament mm-hmm. to be stronger at this season in your life. Mm-hmm. And then when your kids leave the house, you're going to pull on a different, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think God uses those seasons in our lives to make us well-rounded because he's the perfect one of all of them, totally. you know, all nine numbers, all four colors, whatever personality test you take, he's got all of it. And yeah. he's trying to teach us how to pull and use all of them and how to relate to each other, which is why I think it's so interesting and so such a great tool and resource to have. I still have so much to learn, too. I feel I feel mm-hmm. you big time. Yeah, I learn I every just, day and yeah. I fail every day mm-hmm. and I go to... I wake up and I read my devotionals and I'm like, this is going to, I pray and this is going to be a good day and I'm going to be present and I'm Mm going to enjoy every moment I have with Tripp before this other baby comes and I can't enjoy him. Not that I can't enjoy him as fully, but my attention is not going to only be on Tripp anymore. So I'm trying to take it all in. And then at the end, of the, we're potty training, and that alone in itself. Girl, we're struggling, too. Let me just yeah. tell you how nasty that yeah. is. <laughs> there is urine all over my house. Forget about the baseboard. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to go to my house. Don't look everywhere. at my baseboards. They're like, who notices baseboards? I'm like, I'll do. <laughs> well, don't come to my house. It's like when Kayla goes... I'm like, Kayla, that tissue paper and that gift bag is kind of crinkled. She goes, who even looks at that? I'm like, I do. I know. I've thought about you with every Christmas present I wrap. I'm like, so oh, Christy would make me redo this. <laughs> I, look, I could care less about a Christmas present. You're welcome. It's the yeah, thought that I know. I'm not observant, so I'm just like, nobody cares. Yeah, but people right. do. I mean, there's yeah. I don't things care that are very important. Like, where I judge you, but I just notice. You notice. Yeah. yeah. I just notice. Yeah. What were you going to say, You got to know your audience. You're still learning and what? I just still feel like I have so much to learn. I'm with Britt. I feel yeah, like I've come a very too. long way. And as I, you know, the more I dive into the true colors and I learn more about temperaments and personalities and I'm watching my numbers on that spectrum change so drastically that um, I just know that I just still have so much more mm-hmm. to absorb. Yeah. And it's, um, it's exciting yeah. for me uh because i'm just like okay well because it's like an adventure yeah. like, oh, what's gonna mm-hmm. be next you I know. know and so you know i started making some little goals you know in the next 10 years should my life be somewhat similar to what it is now five or 10 years i should say you know 
fostering kids. It's been something that's been oh on my mind my for so gosh, long. No and, way. you know, but I got to get to a place where <gasps> okay, I'm comfortable yeah, and I awesome doing that. But that. I, me too. But because I don't want to ever have a baby, I just don't. But I would love to adopt like a 13 or 14 year old Listen, that needs some guidance. Yeah. Just, yeah. just tug right So just, now. yeah, I so just, totally, yeah. yeah. And so I think more of that momness, oh, that yeah. gold in me will come out in the next few years. So that's an adventure I'm looking forward yeah. to. Um, but right now, just still learning a lot about my, my other big three colors because they're all yeah. pretty much equal at this point. Um, just learning more about that, and just I just know I have so much more of this world to absorb, and just yeah. it's I know it is. It's fun. Yeah. It's an adventure. I yeah. think it's mm-hmm. like you see something and you want to get to it, and then you get there, and then there's something. It's yeah. like just this constant evolution and growth, and it just pulls you in and pulls the people around you that are doing the same and I love that because it's so inspiring you know yes. to learn instead of resisting people that are different from us to be at a place where we all want to learn from each other mm-hmm. and explore why there's conflict or whatever you know you and I with our training you and me and Kayla I'm talking about and how old me would have just been nice and not held a, a resentment against you but just been like I don't know that I want to work with her again right and then moved on mm-hmm. you know but because we had life experience and awareness and whatever bible study and all of those things it was like that was a gift yeah and how many people and how many times have we in the past walked away from situations because mm-hmm. someone was different or thought different And that is a lost opportunity, you know? And I believe God brings it back around for us because I think until we face whatever it is we have to face in ourselves, it keeps coming back. Wherever you go, there you are until you face it. That's so true. (laughs) Um, So I think that it's just hopefully people listening and, you know, whoever out there that we pray for every night, you know, people who are lost will find something like that because I think – when you are open to that, mm-hmm. it's just, it's addicting mm-hmm. to want to keep learning. Digging. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I think it's so awesome that we are all so different. I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, that God created us all intricately and, and, you know, the tendencies that we have, it's for a reason. And as long as we have breath in our lungs, mm-hmm. we are here for a purpose and a yes. reason. And there's a reason that we're here right now. Yeah together there's a reason that you ran into this person and they made you feel this way or you said this and it made them feel better I mean it's all a big thread I I personally feel like I totally agree I I just think it's such a beautiful thing and I think everyone should just be open and just real and just it's just so hard in the the world we live in right now for people to bear their souls Mm -hmm. it's easier for us because of all the things that we're doing with our lives right Mm -hmm. now and what we're working on with ourselves but you know general population that is not an easy thing to come to terms with who you actually are what actually make you what makes us tick or what makes this person what do you think it is that makes it that way pride it's ego yeah it's all ego but it's just once you face the monster and shut them down and just shed your skin and we talk about that get rid of all that armor so that you can just live peacefully Mm -hmm. because we're always people are just constantly worried about what other people think and i've said this before the majority of the population would rather be in the coffin than standing up giving the eulogy because they're scared of being judged 
by all these devastated people in this funeral home that they'd almost rather be dead than talk publicly about anything, especially feelings, yeah. in front of a group of people. And that's crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And public speaking is something that's terrifying for people, even when you're talking about something that you know a lot about or yeah. you're very passionate about. Yeah. It's just for some people, it's very scary. And it's because you're bearing your soul. And you're opening yourself up for judgment. So we, we make our lives seem like they're a certain way. And don't ever dig deeper yeah. than that, than what's on the surface. I mean, I just don't think the majority of the human race will ever, once, will ever, hopefully they will, but get past that, you know, peel back the onion and, and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just, it's it's our society, it's our environment. I think a, a whole lot of it goes into you know, why we are the way that we are. But when you surround yourself with people that inspire you mm-hmm. to break the surface, somebody asked me that the other day, like, what, what is it about your life that makes you like, what are you doing when you feel at your best or, or who inspires you or what, what do you do every day that inspires you? And it was such an easy answer for me. Yeah. It just, it's just people yeah. and it could be a stranger. It could be one of you guys. It could be my, my dearest friend, my mama, my daddy, whatever. It's just another human. That's what inspires me. That makes me mm-hmm. want to... F- that is what makes me want to be my best self is when I'm in the presence of another one of God's yeah. child. Children, children, whatever. Children. <laughs> child. 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 Yeah, but when I'm in the presence of another person, mm-hmm. that's when I want to be my best. Yeah. And it's not to be fake, but that's just when it's I really want to be my best. Yeah, it's yeah. a new experience. And to so be- that's what inspires yeah. me. Yeah. It makes me realize how much I don't know about other people and how limited my experience is. Because I do feel like there is a movement, like we talked about last time. There is something. And maybe it's just because everything around me is curated because I have these goggles on and I look for it. But I just, I think people are starting to really peel back that layer to a degree and say, God, I'm so tired of this. I mean, it doesn't feel good, no. you know, when you see it, hamster, when you know yeah. it, when, you, when you're watching it, you know. It doesn't feel good, taste good, like social media, and I know we say it every time, but even just seeing how people live their lives through it and then seeing them outside of that and it being totally disconnected, mm-hmm. it's, it makes my stomach turn. Mm-hmm. And I just think people are starting to get clued into that. That and there's so much to be learned from that experience. If you were just real, like yeah. you could, I could know something, whatever, something terrible going on. And then a picture pops up on Facebook of this perfect image. Yeah. And that's wonderful. I love looking at those yeah. pictures, but I know that that's You know not, the true story. Right. Yeah. I know what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean... It's easier said than done. I'm, you know, I can't yeah. imagine wanting to voice my struggles everywhere. But if we could all just be real and 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 talk about the struggles, I feel like so many people could learn from them. Yeah, you could help you someone, could help which so is going to make much. your life richer. Yes, God, I totally agree. But I do. I want to have faith and hope that it's it's changing mm-hmm. and. I was listening to a podcast, Father Larry Richards, who I love. It's always like an open Q&A. And he was talking about be the light, exactly what you were saying. Be the light because no matter how dark the dark gets, it can never extinguish the light. 
And it's so true. You know, like, it's it's science. It's just fact. <laughs> yep. So if you always choose to do something and if you choose to be different and choose to not have to look like everybody and talk like everybody and act like everybody, then, like, people notice that. Mm-hmm. And people want, oh, well, if she can do that, then I, at least I can reach out to her yeah. or I can have the courage to whatever it is. I mean, I can think of a million examples but it, it's just, I guess that's what I'm saying when I, I realize, because I feel like it was easy for me to turn that switch because I just, it never sat right with me, even though I definitely tried to play along for a number of years. Um, but there must be a struggle so deep with some people that it's just not that easy. And that's what you. I want to understand more. Yeah, I agree with you completely. You know? And just to say, Christy... You being so open, even before I had trip about your feelings as whenever you had Emmy and mm-hmm. afterwards, man, that was the first time anyone had ever really told me that they felt <laughs> that way. And so it was so nice to know, okay, well, I know that this happens. I know that this is not abnormal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we were laughing. <laughs> so one of my best friends and I were talking about it. Uh, babies and she's pregnant again now too she had pretty bad postpartum after hers she had a really terrifying experience when she had her but uh, afterward when she had her daughter but afterwards um, she you know we were talking about her postpartum and we're talking about the second go round and I told her I said yeah I mean I dealt with baby blues for a good year she goes Brittany, I'm not sure that that's baby blues <laughs> for a year. I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess that it's was, not that was baby blues. Yeah, I didn't get diagnosed with it, but yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. But it feels we laughed. Like, yeah, but it's true. It, you know, we laugh yeah. now. I yeah. mean, you're right. I know sure. that I'm gonna get out of the tunnel. It's just funny, you know. And it's so great to have those friends there that are open to conversation and talk about it and ask you how you are and you can just yeah. relate. Oh yeah. God, that's everything. It, it, it's just life. a group of women to yeah. just be real and be like, yeah, girl, me too. Yeah. <laughs> that's so can nice. Can I get an amen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. And I had that the second time around, I think, cause I wasn't so scared. And I think people, some people knew that I would literally I had a, a handful of mamas who we all had babies at the same time and when I was in the panic two o'clock in the morning I could text and they were awake because they were pumping or breastfeeding (laughs) or bouncing their baby screaming or whatever Uh it was and just it's like going outside and looking at the store what's that movie Fifle? somewhere I've never there. seen that I'm gonna have you've to never seen Fifle? <laughs> so the whole song is about looking at a star and realizing that there's a million other people who are looking at the same star. It's okay. that feeling of yeah. you're not alone. I no matter if you that. feel yes. like everybody around you is sleeping and nobody can help you, there's someone to reach out to Which that's is always... awake and at that moment with you in that moment. Yeah. That's why I love this podcast because in my car when I'm by myself on the road, I feel like I'm in the conversation with you two. I'm like, yeah, no, totally. I was and just I'll... about to say, wasn't that the whole reason? Yes. yes. I know. Yeah, I love when people say it, though. It's, it's reaffirming true. that we're doing the right thing and following our gut. And... I love it. Okay, let's talk about it's the last. compliment, Brittany. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for always being so supportive. Yeah. 
Well, always. I mean, I love what y'all are doing. Well, you're going to come back on the show. <laughs> um, what Kayla, whenever Greta came, she was telling us about how she filmed her family. Did you listen? Uh, yes. And like, what's your favorite that. thing right now? So we want to ask everybody from yeah. now on, what's okay. your favorite thing in your life right now? My favorite. That's so cliche to say, but the little things whenever Chris comes home and it's us three and everyone's laughing, just the laughter. Yeah. Just over little things. Yeah. Little, so, like I said, we're potty training, just one little story. And um, number two is just a disaster. Oh, I mean, we yeah. can't get it. We cannot get it. <laughs> so, I've bribed everything under the sun, you know. So, <laughs> Tripp and I are in bed just laying there watching TV. And Chris comes out from the shower and he's getting dressed. <laughs> And Tripp looks at Chris, and he puts his finger out, and he starts to whack his finger at him, and he says, Daddy, if you poo-poo in those panties, I'm going to be really mad. (laughs) (laughs) We laughed so hard. I mean, it's crazy what he picks up on seeing how much he's grown and learns is Mm -hmm. insane. It's so fun. It's I love this. Cr- it's the funnest thing ever. Yeah. He can say the Lord's Prayer. It is the sweetest yeah. sound in the world. It makes yeah. me melt. I love it. Oh, but that's good. I know. I love it. And you get to, you're about to get to do it all over again. I know. I know. I'm Which excited. Awesome. And I can't wait to see Trip with him, too. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. it's going to be amazing. It's I the best wait. gift you can give Trip. That's what I keep is hearing. a sibling. I'm, ex- I'm so yeah. excited. I'm, I'm, the anticipation is, I'm ready. Well, yeah. I say that. Well, not really, but. I am, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to do, but <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yay. I'm excited, yes. too. Okay, Kaylo. since last week, what's your favorite thing right now? Um, I, what's my favorite thing right now? My mama and daddy. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Me, too. Is that my favorite thing right now? They're tough as nails, those two. They're going through yeah. all kinds of stuff right now, and they're just, they're just so incredible. Been it's random. Really cool. I've been randomly just because my dad and I don't talk a whole lot. I mean, when we were together and we're hanging out, we'll we'll have all the conversation. But just he travels, I travel, you know. Yeah. So I've been making it a point lately, every couple of days or every day, just to shoot him a "Hey, Papa, love you" text. Just, mm. and I, I know, you know, not everybody does that with him, so yeah. I just. You know, I feel like the clock's ticking, not to sound super morbid, but yeah. I mean, we're just, I'm, I know I'm getting older, I'm going to be another year older next week, and which yeah. means they're, you know, they are too, and, you know, undergoing their, their health issues and all that kind of stuff right now, so they're my two favorite things on the planet. I just want them to stay on the planet for I hope my kids are time. like you. We always say that Emmy's like you. I hope she's like you as an adult. Because yeah. you take such good care of your parents and your family. And I just hope that. I always tell Emmy that I'm like, I hope you love me when you're like, when you don't love me. I hope you like me. <laughs> I know. Those two are just very just, much my motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. They're why I work so hard. They're why I get to sit and do this. They're just. You, you know. can tell they rub off on you. Yeah. So. They're the, they're, yeah, they're the best little, most supportive, generous, ridiculously 
amazing people on the planet and I'm a, just I'm a product of both of them equally everything wonderful about each of them so ditto oh, if, yeah. tri- if I could hear Tripp say this about know, me whenever me I'm older <laughs> when he's older it's just crazy what an like, amazing compliment yeah your dad they don't even listen to this I don't think so your mom used to she don't no more I doubt it okay maybe I'll ask her well but that's why I, that's why I wanted to make sure I said that I'm not saying that to to kiss ass, I'm, I'm saying that because I really do mean it. Like, they're yeah, my, they're I know my, you do. My favorite things in the I world. Know you do. Yeah. Okay, well, I should have gone first because mine is not emotionally charged. <laughs> well, I mean, my whole life is emotionally charged. Sure, sorry, me too. <laughs> what Especially I right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, give it, give it to a sister. So, what I'm loving right now, it's the simplest thing, y'all, but it's a frother for my coffee. <laughs> I knew it was that makes I was ready to say Spanx. Yes. <laughs> and my Spanx. I'm wearing, I wear my Spanx every time we record. So, yes, Spanx. Thank you, Brittany. And my frother from a coffee. It's awesome. My sister-in-law, shout out Jessica. I'm shouting out all the things tonight. She had this awesome ninja coffee maker that she got for her birthday. And it has the, like, foamer thing and, like, all these cool attachments to it. And I was like, hey, you think you, because she does her almond milk. I'm like, you think you could do coffee creamer? She's like, I don't know. Let's try so we tried it and it was phenomenal. Wow. So I went to Target, six ninety nine. You can buy a frother, okay? I could have given you mine. Oh, you don't use it? I might start. Yeah, after no. this. It is like <laughs> a latte from Starbucks. And all it is is like coffee mate, yeah. almond milk creamer. Okay. And I heat it up for ten seconds and then I froth it and then I let my Keurig pour the coffee in it. It is divine. Every it's like morning. This little- yeah, yeah. I cannot. Really it's like making my life right now. Love it. Yeah, I used to be a barista. You Come did. I listened. One of your I've many jobs job under the under the sun. <laughs> I did in college. Did. I had a plethora of jobs. I've done it all. <laughs> I love it. That's why we love you so much. Yes. You're so resourceful. Yeah, for we real. You got that hustle in you, though. You really do. Oh well, thank you. It's a joy to work with you. Oh, thanks. You too. Oh, I love both y'all. Ditto. Ditto big time. I love all of this. I know. Me too. Thank y'all so much for having me on. I'm so honored and flattered. We're honored. Yeah. And you seriously I'm have to come back. I'm so grateful and thankful when somebody agrees to come and, and do this with us. It's well, and I just... couldn't wait just because anytime we do a road trip or anything and I'm yeah. going to be around either of you, I'm like, oh, Perfect. The, the conversations that are gonna happen. I, know, I get I love so it. pumped up for it. Me too. I do. Me so too. I was. I've been pumped up for this. Yes. I'm so happy to hear that. Me well, too. then, yeah, you're definitely gonna come back. I think we need to have her and Greta. I'll send out that crazy yeah. kid. Qu- I'm gonna send y'all a list, all three of y'all, yeah. of questions to ask your kids because I want to do like a funny kids segment. Yes. Oh, and I've already funny. started compiling my list. So okay, good. Um. I'll send each of you different questions to ask and some of the same ones, but there's just so many. And I think it would be a cool little funny kids corner that we can do. That would be hilarious. Where we just have some really funny kid stories. I love it. Yeah. I'm so down. Yeah, for sure. Cannot wait. That's going to be good. Yeah. Let's do that here in a few weeks before before you pop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We have to do that. Okay. Well, thank y'all so much. Thank you, Brittany, for coming all the way from the parish. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> watching holding drink, down the fort holding down the farm the family farm um but yeah episode 18 we can't wait we're gonna have some more guests coming up so y'all please stay tuned and if you don't mind 
please take the time to subscribe on Apple. Give us a rating. Comment what you love. We always love to know those things so we know what direction to go in. And thanks so much for the support. And we look forward to hearing from you guys and continuing this journey. And thank y'all for coming along with us. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Coming up in 35 next week. Yeah. A little podcast birthday party. There we go. Yes. I love it. Me too. <laughs> I'll have a good